Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Horses have immense beauty and elegance. Their stature poses, graceful movements all leave us mesmerized. From their display in movies, literature, and art, they are a symbol of strength and courage throughout the world. Tyndale's Horse and Mule School is a -a one-of-a-kind training and education program for horses, mules, and the humans that are involved with them. They understand the nature of the horse and mule, and they want to translate that nature to the human. With decades of experience handling and caring for livestock of all kinds, they've studied their lifestyle and understand how they think. With a passion for nature and a deep appreciation for the beauty of these creatures, Tyndale's Horse and Mule School's goal is to teach as many horse and mule handlers about the nature of the horse. My guest, Jerry Tyndale, has spent his whole life around horses and mules and has a great understanding of how they think. He believes in old traditions and new opportunities. His dedication to people to help them understand and build a relationship with their stock is second to none. So, Jerry, welcome. Glad you could get up here with us. Thank you very much for having us today. Yeah, so horses are incredibly aware, not only in terms of eyesight and general perception, but also in terms of their cognitive abilities. It's been proven that their memories are outstanding, and they not only understand our words and emotions, but they also remember us well. So I want you to talk about that, because people are always, oh, I want to go get a horse, and they really don't understand that the very beginning, the moment you get that horse, or in your case, also a mule or a donkey, is critical. Yes, ma'am, it is. And if you think back, and the term we've heard is you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. And and that's that's got some validity to it. But let me come back to that in a moment. But I say the last thing that the horse learns, the last thing the horse does is the first thing he learns. Mm. So if we don't really have a plan when we go to a horse... A lot of people, because of the animal concept, I believe they think that horse is somewhat like their dog. They can love on them and pet on them, but the horse has a different idea because they can be afraid, they can be pushy, they can be concerned, and because they're so in tune to body language, we really need to know how we approach and how we do this in a safe manner. So we're trying to help people learn what the true nature of the horse is, how they think, why they think that way and why we should allow it. Mm, That's interesting. And, you know, I know I've done a lot of work uh, through nonprofit world with a lot of equine therapy. Yes. So that's a whole nother realm and a whole nother industry, but kind of relate because the horse understands us. You bet he does. And let's think of this picture, wild horses example here in Nevada. And I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of wild horses over the years I actually was on a team that went to Australia and we gathered some wild horses, which they call their Brumby, and we taught them 
at that time how to gather gentle and adopt horses like our BLM has for us here. But those horses are so in tune to their really to their world and to their surroundings. People we need to understand as we approach these animals, you there's no way in the world you can approach a wild horse. They're not going to allow it. They don't trust it. Think about horses they smell like what they eat, which is grass. People smell like what we eat, hamburger. See, the prey animal and the predator aspect of this in the horse's world is how they survive. If we don't start to understand this, we can actually get into trouble or get in a situation with that horse, mule, and donkey that wouldn't be safe because we haven't thought about what they think about. So it's really important for us to realize as we get involved in these horses that we understand what their true nature is. And I think a horse is only afraid of two things, things that move and things that don't. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, you know, here in Nevada, a lot of history around the wild horses and a lot of controversy around the wild horses too. But um, we're not going to talk about that. What we're going to talk about is the fact that for decades, you have really been helping folks understand this uh, magnificent animal that, like you said, they think is a pet versus, um, you know, horses are still used heavily uh, to work, right? And mules, especially. Let's talk about a little bit of that history. Yes, ma'am. I was fortunate to grow up with my daddy and being from Missouri. The state bird in Missouri is a mule. And you've always heard these Missouri mules, and they're so popular in Tennessee, Missouri. In that country where they still grow tobacco, they still farm with them, they still log with them. So it's a it's a huge part of that country. But I was fortunate as a young boy to grow up with some of that, and my daddy loved the logging business. Couldn't make a living at it very well, but he loved that logging industry to where we did have influence of those horses and mules working in the timber. And they were such a huge influence on how I grew up and how I was able to learn some of the things from that industry. Right. Well, we have here in Death Valley, California, Borax, right, which the mule team, right? And so I think mules are used in pretty extreme uh, circumstances where they seem to be, well, describe the difference. I mean, most people don't know the difference between a mule and a horse. Well, let let me give you my version of why a mule is so spectacular. The donkey is the dad, and the horse is the mom. You take a donkey, you take a male donkey that's going to be the daddy to the mule. That donkey has an, an instinct. So just for example, BLM has an adoption program. You can go to their facility, or they'll come set up an adoption, and you can adopt a donkey, and you can adopt a horse. Once in a while, you'll see a mule in there, but very often just the donkey and the horse. You walk up to a pen. They've got a 48-foot pen that they've got a half a dozen wild horses in there. You walk up to that pen, and that horse is going to hit the other side of the rail. They're not familiar with the human. They don't want to have any interactions, and they don't want you to touch them. If you push that horse, he's going to run through the fence. Now, let's take the donkey in the same situation. You've got six donkeys in the same size pen, and they're all huddled up like a bunch of little ants all in a bunch. 
you walk up to those donkeys and they're going to move an inch instead of going to the fence and run into the fence. They still leave the scene, but they don't leave in such a desired motion to hit the fence. Now, if you cross that donkey with the ability to move one inch instead of a mile, you take the horse that moves one mile instead of an inch, now you've got the best of both worlds. You've got stability, you've got thinking, you've got logic, you've got slow movement, but then you add some of the fast movement and some of the sometimes overreaction of the horse, and that gives us the mule. So it sounds like you like the mule better. <laughs> I really, I, I like the mule because I understand them. Yeah. I think a lot of people are fascinated with the mule, but because they don't really know how to handle the donkey part of it, that the horse part of it gets them in a little bit of trouble. So understanding both worlds is what builds us to the middle. I know when I went through dog training, it was training me. I imagine it's kind of the same with the horse. You're, you're training the human. <laughs> yes, and what I really want to help people with, and we specialize in, is letting people know that until your horse trusts what you're going to do, or they're aware of your movement in certain positions of their body, you can, in many cases, set up a danger zone. When you talk about the horse's instinct, they'd rather flee. If they can't and they're concerned, they'll fight. That's why they strike, bite, kick, rear, in any situation. What we're doing today is we're introducing people to the idea of creating movement in the horse, allowing the direction of the horse, just like his mom would do, and then we let the horse introduce himself to us without a threat, without a degree of difficulty. And then we teach people that there are certain areas that we want to advance to. We want the horse to be comfortable. We want them to be able to move if they need to. We draw them back to us. So that approach and retreat method in a very kind and yet thorough way allows that horse to connect to us in a way that he trusts us, not concerned with us. So many times you can make a mistake with a horse and they will instinctively go to that nature and flee. Well, they can't because they're in a pen. They can't flee because they're on a halter rope. They can't flee because we're on their back. But if they have that constant thought in their mind, guess what we do is we get into trouble. So we teach people how to be around their horse in specific ways that create soft, supple, and willing animals that have no threat to them. It's important that we take that threat away from the horse. I, I used to work with BLM and go out and do the inspections on the horses after they were adopted. And it was very sad because people would adopt them, put them in the pen, and never go tend to them. The horse was still wild in a human confinement. Mm. That's mm. not a fair thing to do. So once we take our horses and we take those even domestic horses. You take a domestic horse that's born in your backyard, he's the same horse as that wild horse. So right. we need to learn their nature and we need to support and honor that nature in a way that the horse is a willing partner. I'm speaking with Jerry Tyndell. If you want more information, you can go to Jerry Tyndell. That's T-I-N-D-E-L-L dot com. And Jerry, we have to go to break, come back. I want to talk a little bit about Bishop Mule Days 
And then I also want to continue this great conversation about the importance of understanding your horse so the horse trusts you. Yes, ma'am. We'll be right back. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher is your chance of a lifetime. Hi, I'm Kara. I'm a teacher here at Early Head Start and Head Start. I've lived here all my life and I love being a teacher. And I love working with my coworkers. My coworkers here are just like my family. I'm happy to be helping the youngest people in Northern Nevada. If you want to be a teacher here at Head Start, you can call us at 775-786-6023. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. Speaking with Jerry Tyndall, who just been around forever with horses and mules and donkeys and really helps to uh, train the human how to be around the horse. Yes, ma'am. So we've been talking about horses and mules, and I know that you're very involved in the Bishop Mule Days, and I just want to throw this in as a free plug for them. In the town of Bishop, nestled on the eastern slope of the Sierra Nevada mountains, every year they have the annual... Uh, greatest mule show on earth. They call Mule Days, and it's every Memorial weekend, so this May 24th and 29th. So, Jerry, let's talk about why are Mule Days fun? Why should we go? It's a fabulous place to see the mule in action and to see the progression in the mules. When we talked earlier about the mule being the workforce of building this country, with the plows and the pack mules and the war mules. And it was an amazing thing that they have gone through. Well, now they, they are to a point where they get their recognition. And the other thing that's important to note is the mules have, they're breeding mules to great donkeys and superb horses. We're getting athletes that are just out of this world. They're refined, they're beautiful, they get to do their job, and it's a great thing that Bishop Mule Days has been producing this for a long time. And Mule Day started out with some of the Sierra Packers getting together in 69. I believe that was the year. And they came to town to have a little event, and it's been happening ever since. And I think my first Mule Days, uh, I showed up, I think was in the mid-70s. And I've been going ever since. Sounds like fun. I've, I've always wanted to go. It's not that far from here. Bishop, California is just right down the road, right? It's beautiful, <laughs> and the event is well done. The staff runs it as superbly as can be. But the mules, they have halter classes. They have English classes, Western classes, packing classes. They have races. They have donkey races. There's more fun in that week than you can ever imagine 
as well as a lot of class acts that these mules will show you just what their abilities are. Well, and I saw great entertainment and great food, and what a fun way to spend Memorial Weekend. If you've never been down to Bishop Mule Days, you want to check it out. And, of course, you're going to see Jerry Tyndall there as well. So let's continue our conversation because you work so much with horses and humans and mules. And so what is it that... um, you know, somebody comes to you and says, I'm either interested in buying a horse or I just got a horse. I mean, what are some of the first things that someone should think about before they adopt a wild horse or a domestic horse? Well, it's important to learn the nature of the horse and to learn the nature of that mule and to know what their natural inclination is to do. You can't ever take away the animal's ability to be fearful and self-defensive. They live that. They always will. If we as a human, just like myself, I've had to study this process for a lot of years to present myself in a way that the animal is not threatened. They don't need to be defensive. And I need to honor that lifestyle as I advance to that animal and say, look, I need you to be safe and allow me in your world, but I need to know what your world teaches you And that's what I want to duplicate. So we use the movement of the animal to get them to to come with us. And we use the suppleness of their body to keep the power minimized. It's a great thing to understand and to to know why they do what they do. Absolutely. And so let's talk about, you know, for a lot of people, it's beyond just, you know, the animal-human contact. It's there's a lot of emotional around it and spiritual around it as well because as I said in my opening that horses are very intuitive yes ma'am and they a horse will what's neat about the horse is he will remember things to that moment the beauty about what we do now is we can intervene and teach a brand new movement a moment we can say look we know what you did yesterday but let's learn something new today. So the horse can live in the moment. They don't have to live in the past. We, we see so many horses that we help daily that they say, hey, that's what I've been allowed to do or that's what I've been taught to do and it might not fit the animal or the human. So we say, let's, let's just start today. I'm not going to spend a lot of time going back through your history. I can watch you and I can tell what you do but let's start brand new today and let's learn some new things that will benefit our future. We've taken a lifetime of experience and what I can do is we've built an online school. In this online school program, it's an accelerated learning curve for the person that wants to get better. I can take 30 years of my learning and I can show you a quick version of what I've gone through that you don't need to. You can get some hands-on. We have videos for library. We have remote training systems. We have an, an outreach program. We have a community program. So, And you can call in and say, I've got a specific problem. You can send me a little clip or a video. I'll look at it. I'll send you a quick video back saying, this is what you need to do to make that better. So it's about helping the animal have a better, safer life, being comfortable, as well as a human being safe and comfortable. For me, I'm strictly a mule guy. I like to, and we stand a donkey at our facility that we breed some really nice mares to, and we, you can produce a mule out of your mare that you want to raise and have your own.
That's awesome. You work with humans, mules, horses, donkeys, all that. Tell, give me a, an idea of someone that came to you. What was the result? What, how, how do you feel when somebody leaves your training or they've learned something from you? Well, here's a, just a scenario that happened here a couple of weeks ago. I had a friend of mine said, I've got to send a horse to you that we're having a lot of trouble with. This is a, an 8-year-old horse. We have a 12-year-old student that's riding this horse at the horse show. We really can't get the student to do her job because the horse is unsafe for some reason. Now, I have a stepped program that I offer. So just real briefly, I have six steps that these animals are born to do. We don't have to teach it. They're born with these six steps, and they are a backup. They're born to have shoulder control. They're born to have a forward flex position. They're born to have hindquarter control, stop, and stand. So out of six steps, I evaluate the animals. This particular horse came in, and there was no movement that could be flexible. There was no softness to where the feet could be organized in a way that the horse was comfortable. And in two sessions, we were able to help this horse move freely, have good flexion, and feel soft. And that horse was sent home, and they said they have no way to understand how that kid could get on and go win a ribbon. Mm, But it was simply to understand the nature of the horse facilitating the movement in a correct manner, allowing the feet to be arranged so the horse has a good feel about it, and we learn this from the pecking order of the horse. The name of your school is? Tyndall's Horse and Mule School and Humans Too. Yes. (laughs) And anyone that wants to learn more or they're struggling with horse issues or would like to learn more about mules as well, I recommend you go out to Jerry's website, Jerry, J-E-R-R-Y-T-I-N-D-E-L-L.com. You love it because you wouldn't still be doing it. Yes, ma'am. And so what is it that the horse and the mule, what does that mean to you? You know, the main thing for me today is to honor the horse and the mule, give them their natural instincts and movement, keep their spirit alive, but allow it to be controlled, allow it to be safe for the human to be involved in it. So my abilities go way beyond the stock. I really am aware of the human's responsibility. So we facilitate these two worlds together. We take the human and the horse or the mule and all, as well as the donkey and we put them together. We teach the human, this is what your horse does. This is what you would like to learn to get him to do that. It's, it's the best of all worlds that I can imagine. And we spend a lot of time helping the people that are involved in their stock. So fun to get up every day and go to work, huh? <laughs> you know, I can't hardly wait to get up, and I'm very fortunate. My daddy always said, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I really believe that. And the other thing that I'm very aware of is, I'm just an old country boy. You call me, I'm going to talk to you on the phone. You send me a question, I'm going to answer you. You want to talk about your problem or your question, I'm there for you. We're accessible. We're there. You can contact us. You can come by and have a cup of coffee. You can send a homing pigeon. I'll get back to you (laughs) because we're really in the people business and we love it.
Awesome. Well, Jerry, thank you so much. This was Jerry Tyndall that I've been talking to. Check out the website, jerrytyndall.com. And I'm really, I'm thinking about going to Bishop Mule Days. I've always wanted to go, so why not this year? You bet. Come by and we'll have tons of fun, tons of education, a lot of good food, and great people. All right, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, where business and today, horses and mules and donkeys have been amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for the Sherry Hill Show. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. 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 Natakwa.